You know, I was debating what to say today. On the one hand, we do need to take this pandemic seriously. Uh, we do have this moral obligation to do our part to stem the tide of it. But on the other hand, we ought not to panic. We, we shouldn't react with an irrational fear. Uh, we ought to put this pandemic in proper perspective. It is serious, and we need to take prudential precautions. But as serious as the coronavirus is, there is another contagion that is even more serious, even more deadly. That contagion is sin. Sin came into the world through the disobedience of our first parents. And the consequence of sin is death. Sin infects us all. And sin has a 100% mortality rate. We, we all are infected and we all will die. Yet Christ, the divine physician, provides the antidote. And that gives us hope. We see this in our gospel today because Christ meets a woman at Jacob's well who is thoroughly infected with the contagion of sin. And she walks away from that well, healed of this infection of sin. You know, we're told that this was a woman who had, who had had five husbands. And the man she was currently with was not her husband. This was, this was a woman who was, in all likelihood, ostracized for her behavior from the community. You know, she went to the well by herself. Typically, when women went to the well, they went in groups. And she went in the middle of the day, in the heat of the day, when nobody went to the well. People either went early in the morning or at dusk, when it was cool. So she was, in all likelihood, ostracized for her behavior, for her infection with sin, if you will. Yet history doesn't remember her as this woman thoroughly infected with sin. History actually remembers her as a saint and a martyr. You know, tradition tells us her name is Saint Fotina, Fotina means uh, radiance, uh, like, a, like a radiant shining light. And it's a fitting name because we're told that after this transforming, transformative conversation with Christ, she left her jar at the well and she goes and tells all of Samaria, or at least everyone in her town, to come and meet Christ, to come and meet the Messiah. And this activity continued not just immediately following the conversation with Christ. You know, this tradition tells us that she went on to shed her blood for the witness, uh, in witness to the truth of the gospel. She's remembered down through the ages as a woman who was healed of this infection of sin and transformed into a great saint. We might not be called to be a martyr like her, but we are all called to be a saint like her to bear witness to Christ by our lives. And that means, first and foremost, recognizing that like St. Fotina, we're all infected by this contagion of sin. Yet St. Fotina so shows us what we must do. We must go to Christ, the divine physician. What does that look like? First and foremost, we need to pray. St. Teresa of Avila called prayer a conversation with God, where we speak to him and listen to him. And, you know, if you think about a doctor's visit, what happens in a doctor's visit? We tell the doctor what's ailing us, and we listen to his advice. 
so we need to do the same in prayer. We come in prayer and we bring our struggles and our sorrows and our sufferings, as well as our joys, those things we're thankful for, and we receive the grace we need to carry on. The most important thing about prayer is it disposes us to receive the sacraments well, especially the sacraments of Eucharist and confession, those two that we're encouraged to receive frequently. You know, one of the ancient ways the church speaks about the Eucharist is as the medicine of immortality. I think St. Ignatius of Antioch in 107 AD uh, called the Eucharist the medicine of immortality. What does that mean? Well, the Eucharist is like a preventative medicine. It strengthens and guards our soul against the contagion of sin. It strengthens us to fight the contagion of sin in our life. But if, like St. Fotina, we become thoroughly infected by this contagion of sin, if we commit some serious sin, mortal sin, and the divine life is severed within our soul, then we can go to the sacrament of reconciliation to encounter the divine physician through his priest and to be healed as St. Fotina was healed. You know, confession, also, there's, there's an analogy between confession and a doctor's visit. When we go to a doctor, we tell him what's ailing us. And we need to be specific. We don't just say, I feel bad. The doctor's going to say, tell me about it. You know, how do you feel bad? Where do you feel bad? What do you mean? He's going to ask specific symptoms, and we need to tell him. And so it is in confession. We, we name the sins we've committed. And then, you know, in the doctor's office, he'll want to know how often or how long we've been, we've been having these symptoms. You know, if we've, it, it makes a difference whether we vomited once or whether we've been vomiting every half hour. And so in confession, we don't just name the sins, but we also, as far as possible, we, we tell their number. You know, confession, we encounter the divine physician. He heals us of our sins. He wipes us away so that in God's eyes, it's as if they never were. They're forgotten. And we won't be remembered uh, for those sins anymore in God's eyes. Now, I say all this, I say all this with, with something of a, a, a heavy heart because while, while um, I, I love preaching about the sacraments, I know that there are many dioceses throughout the world that have uh, canceled public masses, that have canceled uh, the public celebration of the sacraments. Thankfully, that hasn't happened here yet, but if things get worse, it may. If that happens, though, we need to remember that God is good, that he will not abandon us ever, nor ask of us that which is impossible. And he orders all things in his divine providence. Nothing escapes his will. He has permitted us to undergo this ordeal for a reason, because he wants to bring some greater good out of it. And he will not leave us orphaned or abandoned or on our own. He will always give us the grace to do his will. He will give us the grace necessary to fight the contagion of sin, regardless of what happens. God is good, so let us never stop praying. Let us avail ourselves of the medicine of immortality. Let us place our trust and hope in him.